La Mesa, we have an opportunity to make some big money for our city. We can fund police, fire, and arts programs. And all we have to do is replace some billboards with a different kind of billboard. Is it worth it? Well, that's what we're here to find out. Hi, I'm Manny Gomez, and this is Table Talk, a podcast about our hometown of La Mesa. Today, we're joined by two illustrious neighbors. Gerda Holmstrom spent 32 years working at the Department of Transportation, where she focused specifically on billboards. She's also a billboard consultant at Outdoor Billboard Solutions. Joining her is someone who needs no introduction to anyone who's been to a city council meeting, the tireless Janet Castaños, who was a leading voice in the establishment of the Community Police Oversight Board and served as the board's first chair. Thank you both for taking the time to talk to us today. How are you? Good. Thank you, Manny. Sure. Glad to have you here. All right. First, let's explain where we're at. So there's been an effort to build one or more digital billboards in La Mesa. A digital billboard is just like a regular billboard, but instead of displaying a message on paper, it has a screen that lights up with advertisements that change several times a minute. Some of you may be familiar with the giant digital billboard located off the 94, I think it's around the Lemon Grove Avenue exit. That's similar to what we're talking about here today. Now, how did this idea come to our city? They have been approaching cities all over the nation. Yes. And I assumed that we were approached because they're not approaching big cities as much. They have a lot going on in big cities, but they're approaching small cities. I think they saw the cash cow in small cities. And Colin Parent was willing to give them some time. And so he was uh, he's the one who brought it forward from the start get from the get-go okay so just kind of a, an opportunity that they they're seeing as as far as making some ad revenue for themselves and kind of squirm their way into as you said the smaller smaller cities that, that makes makes sense i guess and this deal could bring a fair amount of revenue to the city uh, the ideas that have been discussed are bringing funds to police and fire departments and also to art programs We'd certainly like to see more funding to the arts in La Mesa. Do we know what kind of money we're talking about? It's my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that originally it was 125000 after the first year. So if the first year begins in February, then we don't get anything that first year. The second year is when we collect some money. So that is a pittance, really, when you think, first of all, 125000 split three ways, police, fire, arts. And then we look at the city's annual budget of 70 million, 125,000 versus 70 million. It's really not worth selling our souls or selling our quaint lifestyle for such a small paltry sum. It's not gonna make a difference in our town. And that's what concerns us. Yeah, that's correct. I think that they have, always approach cities with this is going to make your city more safe it's going to and it, and it's not because if there's an accident near that board or if it's one of the causes of the accident then we are paying with risking our first responders lives our paramedics lives and fire is always called out to those accidents 
So we're, we could lose money, actually. I know that sounds, you know, counterintuitive, but in the long run, when you count up the hours that the staff is going to spend on everything that they've already spent this time on, and then having to rewrite the code, that's a big deal. And these boards are forever. Originally, when San Diego, City of San Diego, banned billboards back in the 80s, it was Mayor Wilson's idea. It was his campaign, his major campaign promise to regulate billboards. And the city council for San Diego actually banned billboards. They had a thousand at that time. So it went through all the courts. It went to Superior Court. And it was a whole argument about public speech versus commercial speech. So how it worked out is that states, cities, counties could regulate commercial speech. They can't regulate First Amendment, you know, our, our right to speak, but they do regulate commercial speech. And so out of those thousand billboards that were at the time, 600 are still standing. That's how forever. And Janet is right. Once we put these up, we're living with them. And people have said over and over, there's no amount of money that is really going to compensate for all the things that our city is going to be losing in the way of, and Janet can speak to this, our views, our safety, our La Mesa quality of life, it's going to change a great deal. And it is all because of those boards flashing on and off eight to 10 seconds. That's six, six ads a minute. If you add that out and you take it all the way for 24 hours, it's 8,640 ads a day, 24 per, per 24 hours. That's a lot of ads. That's coming into our consciousness, if you would say. So, Janet, you want to add something here? Well, yeah, I agree that, you know, it, it really is going to have an impact on our city's charm, our small city atmosphere, and our quaintness. And people say, well, we need to be willing to move forward. And I don't think anybody's arguing that. It's just that La Mesa doesn't have big buildings. We don't have skyscrapers. We don't really have a downtown area. We have a village and we have a shopping center. That's quite different than you see in New York City, San Francisco, Chicago, and even Las Vegas, where these signs proliferate. And maybe they're better suited there. But La Mesa, it would really be out of place for La Mesa to have a billboard the height of an eight-story building on the freeway with a sign, a billboard on it, the size of a semi-truck, that's a lot for a small town. And it's going to be viewed from miles away. So all the people that live on Mount Helix, Mount Nebo, near Grossmont Center, all of the apartments around that area, the Grossmont Hospital patients, they'll all be negatively affected by this light pollution. And if I could just add, my neighbors on Mount Nebo, the ones who face the south side of the hill and their view runs out to the bay, 
They once had a beautiful view and the evening sky would be riddled with beautiful light and the water. And now all they see is a flashing lemon grove digital billboard. And they, they make comments like, I hate that new flashing billboard. It ruins my view. It flashes into my bedroom window, even around the perimeter of blackout shades all night long. It's migraine inducing. And our once beautiful view is completely ruined because it's now dominated by bright LED flashing colors every four to eight seconds. And these are people that live a mile or two away. So it's it's visible, I'm sure, from Mount Helix, but the ones on anybody who has a view of the I-8 corridor will probably be impacted by this and their view will be negatively impacted, which will affect their resale value of their homes. And you know what's sad on top of that? That's really sad. But yeah. also is our local businesses won't be able to afford to advertise on those big digital billboards. They're, unless they're a regional or national chain, like McDonald's, we have a McDonald's in La Mesa, so they might be able, or the casinos. Casinos are really big on advertising on billboards, and possibly we might see other things that people are going to complain about. It's just going to open up such a can of worms. And after City of San Diego banned them, then all the cities in the county did, and about Three cities now have opened up because of financial reasons, like you you cited the Lemon Grove sign. But La Mesa, from my understanding, and when I looked at the budget, we're doing just fine. And if I've been told that if the council wanted to designate more money to any of those programs that they're saying are going to benefit, from the billboards like police and fire and arts, they could right now go ahead and designate more money to those. I, I'm just talking about what I understand, what I've seen on the La Mesa City budget page on the website. This whole thing is so smoke and mirrors because billboard companies are international billion dollar conglomerates they they don't live in la mesa they don't visit la mesa they don't shop here eat here they don't care about la mesa except for our eyeballs <laughs> say you know they want to rent out our eyeballs yeah. it's not a benefit for the local businesses at all they're gonna not benefit from this so there's another thing that's a ding in the way of money coming in, because if people shop at local businesses, that's our tax base. And it's going to benefit so much more for people to keep their business here. And I might add another thing. Interstate 8 is mostly certified landscape from the state. California has been able to preserve our natural environment, our natural scenery all over the state by putting in landscape. And this is landscape that's on state property. I think people sometimes confuse, are these signs on private property? And they're always on private property. 
they're not on state property. State property is called right-of-way, and it includes all of the highway and all of the sides of the highway going to the fence. You usually see a fence, which it that marks the difference between the state. So these all these commercial signs we're talking about are off of state right-of-way. They're not allowed to be there on state right-of-way. So what Caltrans has done is they've spent millions of dollars landscaping all over the state and maintaining that landscape. And Route 8 from the ocean to the border is all what's called eligible to be designated as scenic. That whole section. So La Mesa has all through La Mesa except one tiny area from the Red Lobster, which is not there anymore, but the building's there, to the Guitar Center. That whole area has been decertified, and that was, began, they applied to Caltrans, and they said, oh, this landscape doesn't meet the landscape uh, requirements, so it should be decertified. So it was decertified, and that's where they're now saying they want to put their billboards. But especially that one at Red Lobster is going to be right in front of the sign that's for Grossmont Center. And that's really sad because Grossmont Center is one of La Mesa's top tax revenues. If people will be educated about what these mean, I think they will be much more, what would you say, focused on helping local businesses instead of helping this giant conglomerate make money, which is what it is. Yeah. The one billboard company that did the presentation in March, the council made a subcommittee of Jack Shue and Patricia Dillard. They came back at the last part of July and they all voted no except Colin, (laughs) Colin Parent. And the mayor. Oh, and the mayor. You're right. Yeah, it was 3-2. Yeah. Yeah. Those three voted it down. And we were all like, oh, what a sigh of relief. (laughs) It's not going to change La Mesa, where where we love. And then two months later, Colin Parent and the mayor bring it back up for a vote. The same proposal, although they said it was because people didn't realize where the money was going to go. They didn't give us any more research that they did, any more information, any any benefits to the city. They didn't they didn't tell us any of that. They just said, "Oh, here's the money." <laughs> oh, and this is where it's going to go. And I, that's just smoke and mirrors in my opinion. Yeah. No. Clear Channel has assured the city that digital billboards are perfectly safe, and they point to studies that indicate as much. We found a very interesting document that was prepared for the Department of Transportation here in California in 2020. It's entitled, Compendium of a Decade's Worth of Research Studies on Distraction from Digital Billboards. It looks at 22 different studies on distraction from billboards. It points out that there are some studies mostly funded by the digital billboard industry that show that digital billboards are perfectly safe. However, those studies are far outnumbered by studies showing digital billboards are distracting to drivers, 
Can we talk about the safety issues prevented by these signs? Yes. And what's interesting about those studies is when real scientists go and look at the data of the research funded by the multi-conglomerates that said, oh, there's no problem here. Well, the research, the real researchers said, oh my gosh, they've completely misrepresented this data. It definitely shows that there's a problem. So we can't believe the data that they are sending us. Places like Clear Channel and Outfront, um, of course, they want to present information that's going to be positive for their business. But these are biased studies that they tend to collect data on straight roads with no merges. This area that we're talking about is a giant merge area of the I-8 and the 125 freeways with multiple parkways and street on-ramps all intertwined. And that is the most dangerous area of the freeway for such signs. I know when I drive through there, I am always cautious about who's coming in, where am I going, where's the off-ramp. It's really difficult to navigate now. Imagine if we have a couple of blinking billboards that automatically steal our attention away from the road. Whether we're trying to stay focused or not, it's automatic that we're drawn to those billboards at least for a couple of seconds. And that's just long enough to rear end somebody and to get in an accident. I quoted Judge Sykes of the U.S. District Court in Wisconsin who found in favor of the city's ban on digital billboards when she said the connection between digital billboards and traffic safety is too obvious to require your empirical proof. We all know that's a dangerous merge area and we don't need several digital signs to distract us even further. More than half of the states in the country have installed digital signs above freeways that display the number of traffic deaths in those states. But the state of Texas wanted to see if they were decreasing the traffic deaths, so they conducted a study uh, specifically related to that information. It found that there was a 4.5% increase in the number of crashes in the 10 kilometers after the signs. Back of the envelope calculations suggest that this campaign causes an additional 2,600 crashes and 16 fatalities per year in Texas alone, with a social cost of $377 million per year. And those signs are far less distracting than a digital billboard. Those signs are basically just yellow text on a black background that rarely changes. Right. Um, now, the numbers would certainly be lower for one sign in La Mesa, but uh, let's let's talk about that specifically. Talk about the trade-off between the funding and, and the safety that, that we're looking at here. Yeah, I, I really agree with you. What I wanted to make clear is that this claim that's come forward by city council that the revenue from the digital billboards will help fund our police and fire departments and it will increase public safety but they conveniently conveniently ignore the mountain of evidence that these digital billboards distract drivers, that they are a contributing factor to accidents. The Highway Patrol reports in La Mesa in the past five years, we've had on that stretch of freeway in La Mesa, 
1,642 collisions, 13 fatalities, and 616 injuries. So is that a place where we want digital billboards when it's already one of the most dangerous freeway areas in the county? It just doesn't make any sense. And the cost of putting our police and fire department, really we're asking them to do additional work by putting these digital billboards in because of the increase in crashes and accidents, that is actually costing them more money and in the long run will not in any way bring them additional revenue for public safety. It will negatively impact public safety. Yeah, and how much money is our safety worth, our lives, our kids' lives? Yeah. These are gonna be up forever, so it could be our grandkids' lives. Are we willing to trade that for money we really don't need? La Mesa is not in financial straits, and it's just ridiculous. We do not know why these council members brought this forward. What is it about that? Maybe somebody can find out what motivated them, except that you know, billboard companies are in the business of selling. They sell advertising. And so they're pretty good at it. And they and, must... and good at lobbying, lobbying yes. politicians. Yes, yes, That's for sure. Key yeah, thing. but I, I am proud of the history of La Mesa in that I, I've been here 20 years. And before that, we were living by San Diego State. So I'm really proud that I've never heard of this before this time, that other councils and mayors protected us from that. And because now people think, well, we don't have any billboards. Nobody pays any attention to them because they're not there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now there is one other major study on the subject from the Federal Highway Administration done in 2012. It, it recorded volunteer drivers' eye glances as they drove along predetermined routes in Pennsylvania and Virginia. And it stated that digital billboards were not associated with unacceptably long glances away from the road. However, there have been other studies focused on eye gazing, which basically means the device is used within the vehicle that tracks the motion of the driver's eyes as they're driving down the road. And then the participants are then led down a predetermined route that has various types of signs ranging from, you know, your normal traffic signs telling you exits here, exit there, you know, your destination is so far away. And then it also has billboards and potentially digital signs as well. And the vast majority of these studies show that digital billboards cause dangerously long glances away from the road. As one example, a South Dakota study in 2014 showed that while it found no problems on low-speed roads without any turns, quote, clear evidence of impaired performance became apparent at the higher 50 mile per hour driving speed. Participants tended to slowly drift away from the center lane and then make a huge corrective turn about eight seconds after passing the billboard. Yeah. Now, you did mention where this sign is is going to potentially be located and the already existing issue that people have in that area. I don't know that we've talked about any studies or, or actually been able to find or confirm studies that at least we have 
asked for. Um, I'm sure that Clear Channel hasn't done these themselves or they're not willing to share that information with us. But is that something that we should should potentially consider is asking them to provide us a third party unbiased study that does show the potential effects of, of this billboard in this specific area as compared to what's already happening that happening in that area without the billboard. Well, I think the problem with that is who's paying for it? Clear Channel and and Outfront would pay for these studies. And whenever you have that bias already from the get-go, it's going to impact the results of the study. They're going to try to find researchers who are willing to work with them. We want the news to be in their favor, of course, and the results to be in their favor. It has to be done by a university or some place that doesn't have a connected bias to those firms. So even if we ask them to provide research studies, they'll provide them, but they'll all be, believe me, they'll all be in their favor that, oh, there's no problem here sort of thing. We've got to realize that we can't add to the already distracting freeway situation. We've got to try to help drivers be safer encourage the environment to be safer. And that's just not going to happen if we put up additional distractions. And, you know, that's what digital billboards do. They distract. That's their job. So they do it well. And if you wanted to have uh, third-party studies, there is a guy up in around the uh, San Francisco area. His name's Jerry Wachtel, W-A-C-H-T-E-L. He's been in this for decades. He's been doing these studies for a very long time, him and his corporation. They're unbiased. And the city, the city of maybe if they're really sincere about this and they want to show these are safe, they could talk to Jerry and or, or a company like that and get unbiased, quote, uh, studies, but I think that they'd be wasting their money. Actually, there are so many studies out there, and I know you, you're you probably saying that you'd want to, for that stretch, which is reasonable to expect, is to think about all these, like Janet quoted the accident uh, data, and you'd want to know, well, is it caused by the billboards or not? I think it would be really, like she was saying, difficult to say that is the definite cause at that point, but it adds to everything else. Right. As Janet mentioned, the entire point of a billboard is to get people to look at it. And if people aren't looking at the billboard, it's it's a waste of money. And, you know, basically the billboard is built to be a distraction to get you to look and you know they want you to buy the product so it's a dangerous aspect of consumerism which i don't think that we need here in la mesa but there's another trade-off that we haven't talked about yet a study in philadelphia showed that properties located within 500 feet of a billboard have a decreased real estate value of approximately thirty thousand dollars now i guess that you know, some people may look at that as a partial solution to our housing issue by bringing down some of the costs. But other people who own homes may not be so happy to to hear that, you know, the value of their home may be decreased because now you've got this giant billboard that's an eyesore and it's distracting and you can see it at night when you're trying to sleep or, 
just sit in the comfort of your own home. So something else to, to consider as we move forward. But, you know, obviously we would love to see an increase in arts funding and but there has to be another way, right? We have to have other venues to to fund arts. I don't know if you have any ideas related to that or. Well, I, I think it's, you know, we, we do get considerable revenue from the cannabis stores in town. And I believe it's really important that a significant amount be allocated for the arts. It'd be great to actually pay artists for the work they do instead of always asking them to volunteer their services. And our police and fire departments are fully funded and they're funding funded at the proper percentage of the overall budget. So there's really no need to add another few pennies to the coffers when they do have a good sized budget and, and they don't claim that they have needs at this point. But the other thing I think, you know, along with housing value is the impact of high density lighting on sleep, mood, brain circuitry, it it really negatively impacts people's lives. And that uh, is not only distracting for homeowners, but Grossmont, Sharp Grossmont Hospital is right there in that area. Those billboards will shine into hospital windows. Now imagine you're recovering from surgery and you have this every eight seconds of green, blue, yellow, red flashing into your room. Can you imagine how that would help you sleep? And even my neighbors who said they bought uh, blackout shades, they said around the perimeter of those shades are the colors that flash every few seconds. And and it's just mind numbing. Um, it, it really messes with their ability to think straight, to sleep well. Some studies have shown that there's a disruption in people's lives that include depression, bipolar disorders, post-traumatic stress, general anxiety, and a variety of other mood disorders. And it's just exposure to bright lights at night disrupts the circadian rhythm. And so we really, it really would impact our mood of people, especially who live within, uh, um, you know, the mile or so around the billboards as my neighbors do. So, yeah, I do think that um, arts is important. I don't think getting it from digital billboards is the answer. <clears throat> I feel like the arts in La Mesa could be promoted through community work. There's so many artists here that are good artists. And if we could find projects they could work on and get paid and and be more of a communicating community, if you would, that we could become known actually as an artist area, a village, an artist village. We have enough talent here. We just have to put our creativity together and come up. And it would bring people together to talk about this and to work on projects. That would be a much better benefit than just you know, trying to get money from digital billboards to give to them. That's not going to make them more creative or talk to each other and work on projects together and and have our village really be known as an artist colony, say. I, I think the arts is very important, and I do think the council should pay more attention to that. Yeah, and I agree with Janet. We, I, I think La Mesa has has found its quote unquote cash cow in the cannabis industry. I mean, we've got them popping up 
all over the place and they are bringing in quite a bit of money. So I don't see how, you know, again, that $125,000 number just, it, it doesn't even break the surface of, you know, anything that's going to advance us in any way that's at least beneficial to our community at large. And, you know, it, it is La Mesa village and we, we should be striving to, to keep it as such and, you know, bringing this huge digital, you know, screen that's going to distract from everything is, you know, to me, it doesn't seem like it makes sense. And I, I definitely think that we need to find other ways to bring in revenue if we, if we are considering that. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's it. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, uh, Gerda and Janet. Um, any final words for our listeners that you want to share? Oh, I was just going to say that we have petitions to sign online and Janet can explain about those, but also if people want to sign the petitions at the farmer's market, we've been there. There's a hard copy petition at Maxwell Bookstore in the village. Yeah, and there's a change.org petition that is available. It's also available on the Facebook page for Keep La Mesa Beautiful. So if you can get onto Facebook and do a search for Keep La Mesa Beautiful, that should come up. It's it's getting the word out, making sure people are aware and voice their concerns. If you don't want La Mesa to turn into Las Vegas or Times Square, then you need to say that. And you can't sit back and complain later if you didn't do anything. You've got to do something about it. So, And I got to say, Manny, we have had such a great response. I would say... 97% of the people that uh, find out about this uh, are approached, would they want to sign? They sign. And wouldn't you agree with that, Janet? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. really overwhelming. We have so many signatures already. This is not just a little small time effort here. We have quite a few people that are on the steering committee of Keep La Mesa Beautiful. We have so much positive response to what we're doing that we don't want this. And we want the council to pay attention to the will of the people, our voice. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd like to sign the petition, take a look at our show notes and you'll find it there. That's it for this episode. Trimlet and Josh Crimston produced the podcast and a big thanks to Jordan Crimston for composing our theme song. And again, I want to thank Janet and Gerda for joining us. Have a happy holiday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you too. Thank you.